Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Politics Guys with your hosts, Dave Carson and Michael Darnowski. Welcome to the Politics Guys. I'm Michael Baranowski, a political scientist at Northern Kentucky University. My co-host this week, as always, is Cleveland area attorney and sometime Republican strategist Jay Carson. A quick correction before we get to today's show. Last time, our question was, are current social safety net programs a sort of disguised socialism, and are these programs consistent with capitalism? I said that that question came from Janet in Silver City, New Mexico. Janet sent in a question similar to this, but she wanted to know specifically about delegated welfare, where government uses non-state, private actors to implement social programs. That wasn't the question we answered, and we apologize for misattributing last week's question to you, Janet. And now, on to the show. Here's our Ask the Politics Guys question for this week, Jay. Okay, fire away. It comes from Alex in Hastings, Minnesota. Alex writes, Okay. Dear politics guys, do you think our system would be more efficient if it were a parliamentary system with proportional representation instead of a presidential system with winner-take-all elections? Now, that's a great question. I'm really looking forward to talking about this. But before we get into our answers, I thought it would be helpful if we explained some terms for listeners. So to start okay. with – Yeah, you're the, you're the professor. So Okay, let me, let me see Go if ahead, I can professor. take a shot. So a presidential system, all that means is, is where you have a separately elected president – and in an executive branch and then a legislative branch, essentially. Now, a parliamentary system, which most democracies have, the more popular one is where your chief executive type person, usually called a prime minister, comes out of the legislature. So you don't have like a truly separate executive. So that's the difference there. There's also that distinction between proportional representation and winner take all. In a proportional representation system, uh, a candidate can win or a party can win, say, 20% of the vote and get somewhere around 20% of the seats in that country's legislature. Whereas in a winner-take-all system, unless you get the most votes, a plurality or sometimes the majority, you get nothing. There's no prize for second place, basically. So that's what we're talking about here, essentially. And we have a presidential system and all of our congressional races are winner-take-all, which essentially means that we, if you're not a Democrat or a Republican, you're pretty much locked out. Now, in a in a proportional representation system, you can see multiple parties win power. And also in those systems, which tend to be parliamentary uh, democracies, that uh, you can have the, well, the person who's in charge basically is whoever is in charge of that winning coalition, the biggest Form coalition. the coalition government. Exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty much the background. So the, now Alex's question was about efficiency. And I think it's hard to argue the point that a parliamentary system wouldn't be more efficient because to form a government wow. in the well, Jeez. To, right. well, just, I'm I'm not talking about necessarily would it be better. So hang on, Jay. I know you got a lot to say right. about no. this. What I'm saying is that to do anything in a parliamentary system, the first thing you have to do is form a government, which means you've got a majority. A parliamentary system is not even a system without a working majority. If you don't have a majority, then you have to have new elections until you actually can form some sort of a working. Majority. So that sounds efficient. Yeah, by definition. 
almost. <laughs> it's more efficient. Well, no, because it, it, that tends to produce compromise and working. Now, presidential systems, you can have things like we have, tremendous gridlock with the president responding to an entirely different constituency from the legislature. And I, I, presidential systems tend to be a lot less efficient. So in answer to the question you're asking, Alex, I can say unreservedly, unquestionably, that yes, if we had a parliamentary system, it would be more efficient. But I think the question, the, que- the other question is, would it be a better system for us? And here's where I think Jay might disagree with me. I would say that it absolutely would be a better system because it would be more efficient. Jay, what do you think? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I'll answer the, the question correctly. Um, no, it would not be more efficient. Oh, you're for so the very wrong. Reasons, for the very reasons that, that Mike has pointed out. Uh, you have to keep assembling coalitions. You have to keep going through elections. Uh, for example, if you look at, at uh, France through the nineteen mid-1950s through the 1960s, uh, how many different different governments did they have? They how many how many constitutions did they even have through that period? Um, a better example might be uh, might be the the UK in, in the present period. Which uh, but but anyway, go ahead. Go but ahead. no, but I'll let you cherry pick. And, and then also the the other uh, drawback uh, with with a parliamentary system and a proportional representation system is it brings in more uh, fringe parties, more fringe elements. Uh, and again, I'd point to the like the uh, Le Pen uh, uh, folks in France, um, and there were there were always sort of uh, again I don't want to I don't want to reach because we have so many listeners outside of the U.S. I don't want to reach out uh, too many other examples uh, in Europe and get them wrong. Um, but don't let that stop you. Of, Embrace in your Europe, inner Trump. You have, you have parties that are essentially you know can be neo-fascist parties, and you have green parties, and you have socialist parties. Uh, and it's it, it's it's different than uh, here, where those those elements are sort of uh, either incorporated or 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 gotten rid of. Right. We should quash uh, views that aren't popular. I, I see what you're saying, Jay, but I think it's much healthier to allow those views, even if they're repugnant. A voice, you know, that idea that sunshine is the greatest disinfectant and so forth. And that I would much rather, because right now in the system we have, we have these alternate views or these non-mainstream, non-establishment views. And what seems to be happening in, in my in my estimation is that on both the Democrat and the Republican side, these views have been pushed down for so long that now they're erupting in what I feel is a very dangerous and, and unhelpful way. that's a good way. thing. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing because <laughs> – You'd admit that's that's how uh, you know because uh, some some folks are just plain crazy. Uh, and, and I guess you know one of the 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 good things about our two party system is uh, we have traditionally pushed the, the fringes out. This happened in the the 40s in the Democrats, uh, who who really made a push to keep the hardline communists out of Democratic leadership, and it happened sort of later in the 60s. Where where your uh, Bill Buckley's and, and folks uh, sort of ran the uh, the the John Birchers and the uh, Randians uh, out of the uh, the conservative movement, um, and I think that both of both of those were healthy things. See, I I want these people to have I want these people to not be pushed underground because I think views are a lot more dangerous when they're kind of 
pushed out of sight and it's not like you're dealing with them. You're just not giving them a way to vent. And I would much rather have some, some crazy fringe group at least feeling like they had some sort of, I I, I would just, but I also think that I'll say, I'll kind of give a qualified support for the framers here. I think, I think our presidential system made sense in an 18th century context. The framers clearly designed the system that was legislature dominated. And in, in that that's in that system, they you know, they felt well okay, we'll have this really powerful legislature, but we'll have a separate president to check that. But right now, it's pretty clear really since the 20th century, the the early 20th century that that's changed tremendously that we have a presidency dominated system right now that we have they're not even co-equal branches. The presidency's, you know, even much stronger. And so I think what's happened is the times have caught up and surpassed the constitutional design. And so I don't blame the framers. I just think that when you have an 18th century constitution in a 21st century world, I don't think our constitution is particularly effective anymore and and i that that doesn't mean i think that we could i could write up something that would be better because i'm very skeptical of big changes but then again i think it's just not working and i don't blame the framers it made sense back then when the world was a very different place but right now i think there's a horrible mismatch between our system of government and how the real world is today and i don't know what's going to happen about that i i hope nothing awful like some authoritarian knucklehead like trump takes over and you know scraps the whole thing i I don't see that happening you know it's just in my worst dreams but i think this is a bad system for modern times wow why do you hate america (laughs) I just, I, you know, I, I think it, looking back historically, the idea of a presidency is is uniquely American. I mean, it was it was our idea that we came up with this, and it reflects both sort of a, a the separation of powers issues that you talked about through three branches of government, but it also reflects uh, a, a regard for federalism, and and so often that's we don't like to talk about federalism, um, but. But the idea that a president uh, is is elected uh, by the different states, by the Electoral College, uh, it's it's the idea that there is another state voice uh, for the executive uh, and there are, are, you know, as opposed to the very regional uh, district voices. And I, I think that's that's important. That's one of the biggest things that the founders were looking at is what can we do to have some sort of certainty uh, uh, and more efficiency uh, in our government uh, because they had, you know, essentially before that just a purely, uh, I wouldn't even call it parliamentary system. It was just sort of a debating society Big mess, yeah. uh, and they needed an executive. And, and that's the, the question was, what kind of executive do we have? And we were able to come up with this, this idea of a, you know, and they, they borrowed from sort of corporate law to say this oh, is going to be sort of act, act they did and this is act as sort of the president of the corporation uh with the various states being shareholders yeah and, I, and i think that's that was political genius and i think it still is now to me to me the framers weren't concerned at all about efficiency and i get why they weren't because like a lot of conservatives today they felt that an efficient government could do an awful lot of bad stuff uh and, and no 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 but they were very concerned about efficiency in, in terms of things like Getting the war debts paid. I mean, that was that was one of the driving forces to 
to scrap the Articles of Confederation. Sure, and certain, uh, certainly what, what they came up with was a lot more efficient than the Articles of Confederation. They understood that that much freedom for, for the states without essentially having any sort of central authority was an awful idea. But I think that while they didn't go too far the other way, I'm not saying that – again, I'm not saying that the Constitution wasn't a great fit for the 18th and even the 19th and even the early 20th century. I'm just saying – I'm just saying that since probably around the 1980s or so on, it's been an increasingly bad fit. So I, I don't. Wow. You're not. You're not only saying that you don't think Trump should be president. You're saying there shouldn't be a president. Yes, I am saying. That. <laughs> I think. I think we would be a lot better off if there were a prime minister. Absolutely, I'm saying that. You're right. I am. Hmm. I do hate America. I don't know. Maybe that's. I, I guess so. But I'm also saying that Hillary Clinton shouldn't be president. Do I get points for that? I don't know. Well, no. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I, I should. I don't um, know. But, but uh, you but, know, would would you accept a? A you know current current speaker would you have accepted uh, Speaker Boehner as uh, as uh, Prime Minister? I would have been a lot happier with Speaker Boehner than I would have with Hillary Clinton than I would have hey, Speaker with Paul Ryan as, uh, as Prime Minister. I, I'd, know, actually, I'd be okay with the Paul Ryan. Uh, a little less so than Boehner, but my point is, is I again I you know as as a uh, political scientist and as someone who believes that institutional setup. As boring as it is, in the long run, is a lot more important than a lot of these personality-based things that that the media talks about all the time. I think you can get the institutional setup right, but over time, what what did work in one point in time doesn't necessarily keep on working. And so, you and I on this issue pretty clearly are about 180 degrees different, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. Because I'm um, saying I'm saying essentially that yes, Alex, a parliamentary system would be. A, more efficient, and B, better overall. And you're saying, if I understand it correctly, that it would not only be less efficient, but it would be worse. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. I think that's right. Wow. So there you go. And downright un-American. <laughs> well, well I, I think that – I mean, there you go, Alex. You have two answers to your question, two entirely different answers to your question. So we'll let you and the other listeners kind of sort out uh, which one is uh, which one is right on that. So anything else on, on Alex's question? You think we covered it, Jay? Well, I, think, I think we probably covered it. Yeah. I don't want to, you know. I think we did a pretty no, good I job. think we're good. Yeah, okay. Well, then that's it for this episode of Ask the Politics Guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions for future episodes or just any thoughts, comments, or criticisms, we would love to hear from you. Our email is politicsguys at gmail.com. That's politicsguys, one word, at gmail.com. Our Facebook page, where Jay and I post and comment on news articles throughout the week and where you can join in, is facebook.com slash page. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate the show and write a quick review. And if you like what we're doing and want, to be able, want us to be able to keep on doing it, a donation of even a dollar or two would really help out. And you'll find donation links on our site. Again, that's politicsguys.com. Ask the Politics Guys will be back next Wednesday. We hope you'll join us.